That was Tom T. Hall down on the Florida Keys. Carolyn Jasinski flew to the east coast of the USA a few weeks ago to attend a conference for the US travel industry. As someone who's weathered the COVID storm here in Australia, the last thing she expected to do was to catch the virus in a foreign land, driving a huge RV down the coast of Florida and along the overseas highway to the Florida Keys, even spending the night in a Walmart car park surrounded by homeless folks. The lesson she took from the whole experience was, you've got to have a plan B. And she shares those thoughts with us tonight. Well, it's really fabulous to have Carolyn Jasinski back on the line. I've missed her. She's been away <laughs> and we haven't had her cheerful voice on the end of the line for, well, I don't know, probably a month. Now, Carolyn, <laughs> you went to United States Yes. And you didn't go souvenir shopping, but you did collect a souvenir along the way. Tell us about that. Oh, I collected the worst souvenir ever. It was inevitable, but I, I uh, caught COVID. You, co- you caught COVID and yeah. not I on the plane? To, no, I managed to dodge it for, you know, two and a half years almost. Mm-hmm. And the plane ride was fine because we all had to test uh, negative within 24 hours of leaving Australia. So we hopped on the plane feeling very comfortable and very confident knowing that nobody had COVID. Still wearing masks at this stage? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and still wearing masks now on the planes, although a lot of the airports you don't need to wear right. masks. Because COVID is very clever. It can pick up whether you're in an airport and, or and, and whether you vote Republican or Democrat. Yeah, yeah, well, in some of the places in the States, COVID's just a conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah. But it's here too, I think. Yeah, true. Um, so, yes, that was my my Florida souvenir that I could have done without, but it raised some very pertinent questions and uh, things that I was a little bit unprepared for. So, And I think it's basically you need a plan B when you yeah. go overseas now. Well, you did have insurance, you were telling me, um, so you'd, at least that was, that was part of your plan B, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I made sure that I had a, a insurance that covered COVID and anything that arose because of COVID. So right. it, just in case I had to isolate in a hotel, um, if I needed to change flights, all that sort of stuff that, you know, people are quite frightened of. Mm. So I knew I was covered and I felt quite confident and a little bit smug even, thinking, well, I'm sorted. But it proved that I wasn't sorted because... Even though I had, you know, crossed the T's and dotted the I's, if unless you ask the really important questions, you're left asking them when you're actually quite sick. Right. And it's not, not the way to do it. So you ostensibly went to, the principal reason was to attend a conference in Orlando. Yes, yes. It's called Tell us IP- about the conference. It's called the IPW. It's International Powwow. So it's, it was really the official relaunch of the U.S. travel industry. Right. And we had 4,600-plus people, um, and that included uh, media like myself, travel agents, tourist board reps, um, tourist operators, any a, a whole heap of people, uh, media and trade, yep. gathering for speed dating-style meetings. If so you... Pretty close across a smaller than usual desk. 
Yes. So they right. were they were spaced appropriately. Right. But you were running from one desk to the next and meeting people, shaking hands, trying to get in the hand sanitizer in between while trying to search for the next person. So you had 15 minutes with each. So um, similar to the one in th- that's run by Trav Media in Australia. Yes. But yes. this is an international one, bigger one. International and, yes, yeah, like IMM on steroids, if you like. It's huge. Now, it's- people I've spoken to, some of our correspondents from the US, say that there is a big divide in the states between a Republican and a Democrat states. You were in Orlando. That's a, that's a Republican state, Florida, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Did that mean that they didn't wear masks or what? Well, the Aussies tended to wear masks at the conference and we were just about the only ones. Right. Um, okay. And, and, and we didn't wear them all the time either because when you're trying to talk to people... Um, Can be difficult, minutes, yeah. It was a bit difficult, but we were, we were pretty careful. And right. there were shuttle buses going between hotels and the conference centre, so we all masked up. You know, while we're on the buses, but it was really so hot and sticky, and it was like a big petri dish. I was going to say, sounds a bit like a petri dish. Uh, And how long before you realised you might have the dreaded lurgy? Uh, Well, the the conference went over four days. The first day, we all had press trips and went out to do things like zip lining over alligators and. It was was amazing. That sounds like a whole story in itself. It it definitely was. (laughs) Um, And then we had three days of meetings in the conference centre. And look, all credit to the organisers. They did what they could um, to prevent COVID, you know, spreading. And they made sure everybody was very COVID aware. But it's it's almost impossible to socially distance with that many people, in a confined space. Yeah. So one one mistake I think they did make was they had COVID testing at the centre. So you could go and pay sixty US dollars plus for a COVID test. But was that what sort of a test was that? A rat's test or a uh, it was a PCR, up the nose. I believe. Okay. P- PCR, but but to pay that there were, it was being avoided. People were saying, oh, "I'm not paying that." I, I actually took rat tests with me. Yeah. And I tested daily. Um, and I tested negative the whole time. Right. But on the last day of the conference, I was so sick I couldn't go to it. And I thought, well, I know it's not COVID. Well, I thought it wasn't COVID because I tested negative. But I was so sick, I thought, whatever I've got, I don't want to spread to everybody anyway. And you thought, what, if, if it's not COVID, it's a flu or something? Yes. Yeah. Right. So I stayed away on the last day. And that okay. that brings me to my warning about plan B for when you get sick because... Mm-hmm. I was testing negative, but I had all the symptoms of COVID. So I got on the phone to my insurance company, and this is stuff you should do before you go leave home. So I thought I was sorted, had the cover, took rat tests daily. I had a little COVID pack of Panadol and ibuprofen and throat lozenges and cold and flu tablets. And was that enough? Absolutely not. Right. <laughs> you need to think about the big picture stuff. So I was lying in the hotel room thinking, oh, my God, the hotel was is booked solid. I had to get out the next day. I had to check out. So what are you supposed to do? You know, do, what are the isolation rules? Do I go to a, a new hotel or do I stay in my hotel or will they kick me out? Or how do I find a doctor um, or, or at least a COVID testing clinic? 
And they're not really hard questions, but they are a lot harder when you're laid up in bed sure. and you're sick and you're overseas. So you don't know the, the regular you know, things to do that you do at home. So uh, did you tell the hotel your situation or not? I know I was still testing negative, so right, I was fine. Right, fair enough. But, but I needed to find out in case I did test positive. Mm. But you so had a lot of things planned for after that conference, didn't you? Yeah, well, I, I was lucky, in fact, that I had organised um, a motorhome. Oh, you love motorhomes? Yeah, I love my road trips. <laughs> do you know, you can take your road trip. It's You do it in Australia. It's so easy to take that into another destination and have... A similar kind of holiday. Yeah. It just even though you're driving on the other side of the road, mm. it was quite good. But and and a lot of my colleagues that were there were going on post conference trips for work, so they had people that they could call to help them and tell them what to do. Right. But but it raises the question of what if you're on your own, like I was, like what what are you supposed to do? So I come up with a, a list of things, and I think. The first thing is you, you've got to know the rules for isolation in whatever destination you're going to. So in Florida uh, and all of the US, you have to isolate for five days from your first symptom. So bear in mind, I'm still testing negative, so I, I haven't got COVID, but you need to know these things. Mm. And you should talk to your insurance company before you leave home. And it's, it's not really enough just to sign up and pay your travel insurance. You, you need to know... Um, you know, who to call and how to call them once you're overseas and do you need to see a doctor and do you need supervised proof to make a claim in case you have to uh, have forced hotel stays and things like flight changes. Yeah. So so in my case, like I said, the hotel was fully booked, so I had to check out the next day anyway. Um, but I called the insurance company. They were wonderful and I have to say that that they are calm and collected when you're not. <laughs> and they just set you on the right path. Right. Um, so I confirmed that what my excess was and the level of cover I had in case I had to isolate in a hotel and what, did I, what I needed to do if I had to make a claim. So one thing I did need to do was um, get a supervised PCR test or a rat test, um, but just to confirm that, that I you had, had COVID. It. Yeah. yeah, that's the basic you need to make a claim. And bear in mind, I'm still not needing that because I'm still negative. But that's the stuff you worry about as soon as you get sick. Sure. And, and it would have been much better to have it all sorted. Um, so this uh, the motorhome that I organised was just brilliant. I'm still testing negative, by the way, so I still felt fine about picking up the motorhome and driving to Florida Keys. I was going south. So I drove the six hours south from Orlando to the Keys. And I, sh I shopped at Walmart on the way. I actually stayed at Walmart Car Park because it's a thing over there where you can you can stay the night. Yeah, so, um, well, I'm glad you did that. I, I mean, I had seen that on some YouTube uh, YouTubers that I follow, these you know, van life people. Yeah. And they all talk about, oh, yeah, you can stay in Walmart instead of boondocking down a side alley, which, yes, you know, yeah, is yeah. risky if you're a couple, maybe even more risky, unacceptably risky if you're a single white female or yes. whatever colour you are. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so and that worked all right for you? Oh, look, it was brilliant. Oh, you, you, you have to go inside and just check with the manager because sometimes they have different county rules where they don't allow 
it to happen. Mm. But Walmart is quite happy for you to do it because it keeps a presence in their car park. Yeah. And they don't shut to 11 p.m. Yes. It's just kind of perfect. And the, the RV I had was, I have to give them a plug because my RV turned into the perfect isolation pod. Yeah. And it was a massive 29-foot beast. Well, everything's bigger in the US, as you would know. Absolutely. But but I've had this fully self-contained. I had the shower and the toilet and um, TV. Uh, and because I'd already shopped in Walmart, I, I had food. And the food was perfect because there's a lot of fried stuff in America. But Walmart has all these great pre-made salads and stuff. So yeah. <laughs> I'll give them a plug too. <laughs> Did you have to run a generator? Yes. Yeah, so it comes with a generator built in. And, and can you do that in the Walmart car park? Absolutely you can. Okay. So you can run your air conditioner, which was absolutely necessary. It was mm. so hot. Um, but, yeah, and I was feeling quite smug again, thinking this is just perfect until I woke up the next morning and I'm surrounded by poor homeless people in their cars and they they sleep there as well. And it just made me feel really sad that, there I was, very privileged in this big motorhome, and I'm surrounded by these poor people that had nowhere else to go but in their cars. And, and so anyway, so you're so on I the road to... at this point. You're, you're actually halfway down the Florida Keys, are you? I was the first. The first night I stopped at a little place called Vero Beach, and that's along the coast. Um, and I was heading a bit further, but the hurricane warning came through not to go down any further, so I stopped there. Right. The next morning, though, I, I made it down to the the keys and of course I pulled in there and and uh, found my spot and reversed this big beast into place good luck and then to as you. I'm unpacking and I thought I'm just going to do a quick test again just to make sure <laughs> bloody double line comes up on the COVID oh test. you're positive so I'm positive right so I didn't mingle I'd, I just locked myself away in the motorhome and everyone must have thought I was stupid because a few people knocked on my door to make sure I was okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're really lovely. Did you explain why you were what doing what you were doing? I did. I just threw And the did lot. they jump back or what happened? Well, I didn't open the door. I just said, look, I can't come out. I've got COVID. They still looked at me like I was a little bit strange because COVID doesn't matter. You know, you'll be all right. Come on out. I said, no, 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 I've got to isolate. I don't want to pass this on. So, uh, yes, I isolated, sat there feeling sorry for myself, but I was I was the lucky one. I had this perfect little escape hatch that I was sitting in. Yeah. So by the time I left Florida Keys, I was already in the clear in terms of isolation time. Carolyn Tuzinski there, speaking with Graham Kemlow 